I have not recovered yet. I have not recovered yet. Thankfully, my voice is all right, but wow. Seemingly every time, well, not seemingly, every time this match goes off in MLS play, it is a classic. It is the LA Classico. It is El Trafico. It is the best derby in MLS bar none. And a 3-3 draw at Bank of California Stadium sadly felt pretty right after the game. Now, it doesn't feel good, or it shouldn't for both sides. I'll get into them in a minute here. I am Dave Dunholm. This is Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. Hanging out with you here on the home of world football and the home of the black and gold. You heard the game right here on ESPN LA. El Trafico. Wow, there's two different perspectives that you have to look at this 3-3 draw, right? First, we look at it from the teams themselves. And the second is from a fan perspective, okay? So I think there's a little bit of a difference. From a fan perspective, it is unreal, this matchup. Just the best of all worlds, really. The atmosphere. Scintillating. I mean, electric. Whatever cliche you think you want to use in sports, it's not a cliche with this match. There is nothing like it in Los Angeles sports. Oh, Denholm, you're driving on the 405 now. You barely listen to Sports Talk Radio, but you love this show. You don't even love soccer, right? You just love me and this show and Mario. I get it, but you're, you're, you're thinking I'm being a little hyperbolic here, right? Too much hyperbole, Denholm. There is nothing like it in L.A. sports. Not Lakers-Clippers, not Angels-Dodgers. Those matchups don't even come close. The only thing... That is might even nip at the heels of Galaxy versus LAFC. Might just nip at the heels. No, not Kings Ducks. Maybe if UCLA was a little better in football, USC UCLA. Maybe. Might nip at the heels, but it's not really close. El Trafico, the LA Classico, whatever name you want to put on it, it is the rivalry of Los Angeles, and it's the rivalry of Major League Soccer, and it proves once again why I always say L.A. is one of the best soccer markets in the world. By the way, there was a study that came out recently. I, I, boy, I wish I could quote it. Maybe, Mario, if you can dig it up, find out where this study... It was just recent, a couple weeks ago, where the study came out and said Los Angeles is the number one soccer market in America. We didn't need to spend all this money on a study. Who's been telling you that for years? Yeah, this guy right here. Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. You can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. I've been saying it for years. In fact, I don't even stop in America. Of course we're the best soccer market in the United States. L.A., no doubt. We're one of the best in the world. And proven yet again by that game on Sunday night. I mean, it has everything. Except the Los Angeles Football Club win. Another non-win for LAFC against L.A. Galaxy. And from a fan perspective, that's got to be a bit frustrating. And certainly the Galaxy fans are going to rub that in, no doubt. But here, from a club perspective, here's what you should take from El Trafico. Step aside as a fan and look at it from the perspective of LAFC and LA Galaxy. Here's what the club should be taking it. Both teams should be pretty upset about what happened on the pitch. You hearing me? Both teams 
should be upset about that 3-3 draw. Not sure why the Galaxy are acting like they just won MLS Cup. Exactly. They blew a two-goal lead in which they had gathered in the first 16 minutes. They were blowing the doors off of LAFC and blew it. The final 74 minutes, they look like hot garbage a lot of the time. Which, by the way, most of the season, the Galaxy have looked very average. It's only against LAFC that they really play well, which is kind of an indictment against the Galaxy as an organization, realistically. And if you're a Galaxy fan who's blinded, like most, realistically, most LA football fans, whether it's LAFC or Galaxy, are good soccer fans. They know what they're talking about, right? Whether you hate them or not, from a sports-hate perspective, because of the rivalry, the other side knows what they're talking about when it comes to the beautiful game. That's why we love Los Angeles football, right? That's why we love soccer in the city. We know it. Most of you know, if you're a Galaxy fan, that your team played pretty much garbage for a lot of that game. And yet you had the 3-1 lead and you blew it. And here's the perspective I'm talking about from a club, why the Galaxy should be upset and not so focused on just like, oh, we, they're still, we're still unbeaten. You're fourth. You're barely hanging on to a playoff spot. Again, you blew it last year. You're barely mediocre. Your goal difference is minus three. You've looked like junk most of the year. Not most, but at times. They've had some very good games, don't get me wrong. But they also look like garbage a lot of the times. In, let's be frank, a league where parity is pretty much the norm, you've got to be better than that if you're the Galaxy and you want to talk big. I don't know why the Galaxy are, are celebrating like they just won MLS Cup after a game they blew a 3-1 lead and really could have had the doors blown off in the second half. If a couple of shots weren't inches away, we might have been talking about some wild 6-3 game or 5-3 game. Now, from the other side, LAFC should be pretty ticked off too. Because you cannot beat the Galaxy. And they can say that to you. And there's nothing else you can say, but you're right. How in the world do you continually fall behind or at least continually give up goals to the Galaxy? The way you do. Just not acceptable. Not for the best team in the league. The LAFC doesn't give up goals to anybody except for Zlatan Ibrahimovic and the Galaxy. And really, mostly Zlatan. Let's be realistic. Guy's got eight goals in five matches. And he does, I think, have one assist as well. But, I mean, that's absurd. Carlos Vela, what, six, seven goals against the Galaxy in five matches? I mean, yes, we know they're great players. We get that. They're going to score... But it's not like Zlatan's scoring 40 goals in a year in MLS. He's got a goal a game. That's great. But he's torching LAFC in that stretch. And you can't allow it if you expect to march to the MLS Cup. It looks like you're going to lock up the supporter shield, which is fantastic. Get you into Champions League. But you still got to win in the playoffs. You got a plus 46 goal difference. And yet, in the first 16 minutes, I said it on the broadcast, frankly, LAFC looked like the little brother that just can't beat Big Brother. And they get frustrated, and they panic, 
and things go horribly wrong. And then they settle down. And then they realize, you know what, we really are better than them. We are at home. Let's take it to them in a, a controlled and smart manner and really pick up the pace now that we have our feet under us a little bit. And they started to think, you know what, this is how do we... And they ran o- over the Galaxy for most of the rest of the game. <laughs> Only to get it to 3-3. Couldn't quite break through for that final game-winning goal. But they, you know, nobody should be that happy about this result. Realistically. Now, that's not to say, again, both teams didn't have their moments. They did. Both teams had moments of really good football. And both teams had their moments of really horrific football. And you know what? Peeling it back to the fan perspective again, that is awesome. The problem with El Trafico for L.A. is we're not neutral. For the neutral sitting in Omaha, Nebraska and watching the game, or in Miami, or in Decatur, Georgia, or in Duluth, it's beautiful. For the neutral... All of this beauty and horrificness all in one ninety minutes is unreal, right? They're just at the edge of their seats. For us, it's too painful at times. I looked over to the Galaxy fans when Christian Pavone scored what seemed like just 10 seconds after Zlatan's second goal. I know it was less than a minute, not quite 10 seconds. but And they were in a state of euphoria up in the corner of Bank of California Stadium. Right, However many hundreds of uh, Galaxy fans got tickets to come in, and they were in that corner in the upper southeast corner, and they were euphoric, leading 3-1. But man, it's pins and needles the whole 90 minutes, which again, for the neutral, is unreal. For us, it's just painful. Neither team gets the win. Neither team should love what they saw for 90 minutes. Good, yes. Some good for both, some great for both, to point out, as we have. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, a legend, one of the best there ever was. But man, Christian Pavone can play football. Fabio Alvarez never plays like he does against LAFC. Nice player, but man, does he elevate his game. Jonathan Dos Santos looked like for a while he couldn't miss. Couldn't miss a tackle, couldn't miss intercepting a football. For about 60 minutes, then he wore out. And that's what LAFC does to you as well. And Latif Blessing was amazing. Not just the two goals, but yes, the two goals. Utterly amazing. Diego Rossi had a fabulous game. A couple of inches away from getting a couple of scores. Couldn't quite break through. But Eddie Segura, I thought, once he stood up Zlatan and the old man fell over him, then it was game on for Segura. He got his feet under him with a good tackle against Zlatan and put him to the turf on a great tackle, and that was it. Segura was then just unbeatable after that. There were moments, Brian Rodriguez coming in to make sure Carlos Vela was not injured too badly with a hamstring. Seems like it's a minor injury still. They'll keep a, a real, you know, a cautious eye on it, of course. But he comes in, take the captain goes out, and Rodriguez looked very dangerous. Yes, very good moments for several players on both sides. So those are things to build on. But if you're the Galaxy, I don't know how you can be so giddy about this. Why in the world are you struggling as much as you are? The only team you seem to play good football against is LAFC. And if you're LAFC, quite simply, you have to beat them. 
There is none of this, well, let's take something from this. No! I'm allowed to do that as I'm breaking down the game. You can't. You have to win. So much more to get to. In fact, we'll talk with Stephen Betashore in Black and Gold Breakdown coming. We got a little giveaway later if you love the international football coming to town. Just leave it at that, so you'll want to stick around for that. I am Dave Dunholm. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly rolls on here on ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Dunholm. We continue to talk about El Trafico. The LA Classico finished 3-3 on Sunday at Bank of California Stadium, and it was a thrilling and wild game. It was an amazing day, really, all uh, around the bank, hours and hours before, people were tailgating beginning at 8 a.m., and the party did not stop all the way through to the final whistle. And uh, let's uh, break it down even further. It's time now for Black and Gold Breakdown. One, two, three, breakdown! It's the Black and Gold Breakdown. Breakdown. Break it down like this right now. Joining us right now on Black and Gold Breakdown, he is the right back for LAFC. Went the full 90 against the Galaxy in the 3-3 draw. Stephen Betashore, a friend of the show, Beta, thanks for taking the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, Dave. Thanks for have having you, me on. Anytime. My pleasure. You bet. Have, have you recovered? I haven't recovered yet, i got to be honest, but have you recovered I, as a prof- no, you know, professional athlete? No, I have athlete? not recovered either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not yet. I'm with you there. As a, hey, the season rolls on, of course, but let's look back at this game, Beta. Uh, what happened in the first 16 minutes? Uh, it was just a frenzy. Uh guys were all over the place uh everybody wanted it too too badly i keep saying this we were forcing the issue and unfortunately when you do that and you don't make the correct choices whether it's the right number of touches or the correct pass when someone's open um you know it doesn't usually turn out good so uh you know we gave up three early goals and first 15 16 minutes um but you know thankfully we, we went in at halftime um and you know bob Bob had a talk with us, and uh, it's, you know, sometimes he's more stern. Sometimes it's like, look, this is the message, and he gets it across, and I think the message was taken in the right way, and I thought we were a lot better in the second half where we controlled the game. And, um, yeah, I think we had chances to, to get the winner, but uh, the important thing is, look, we're still undefeated at the bank. We have to try to look at the positive. Yeah, you know, uh, but the thing about it is, Peta, it seems as though there are two different factors with these games against the galaxy one is you get to get the galaxy's best punch every time i haven't seen the galaxy play this well in the five matches that they played against lafc against anyone else quite frankly i think they've been garbage a lot of the season including zlatan up front a lot of games and yet you get their best punch okay you're going to expect that and the other factor is you play out play them for about 65 to 70 minutes every game seemingly (laughs) Yeah. With the exception of maybe the first one this year. They did have a nice game up yeah. there, although I thought you were closing in on them late, potentially, and got that late goal, and I thought the referee blew the whistle too early in that first. But that's another story for another day. But it seems yeah. as though you outplayed But, you know, is it a factor? You said you were trying to press right from the get-go. You're maybe pressing too hard. When we always hear athletes say, well, this is just another game, or does this just prove otherwise this is not just another game? Yeah, yeah, maybe uh, in the previous meetings it was just another game, but I think uh, <laughs> now we know it's not. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a big derby match, and uh, it means so much to us and our fans. And um, you know, I think there would be nothing 
more than maybe an MLS Cup uh, championship that the fans want than to beat the Galaxy. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait till next time to, to get that victory for them. But, um, yeah, it's, it's strange, right? Uh, four of the five times that we've played them, I would say that we absolutely dominate for 60 of the 90 minutes. But yeah. for whatever reason, those 30 minutes, we're giving up multiple goals. And, and you kind of said it. They, they really give us their best shot. And, and also, it feels like when they play against us, these guys get one chance, two chances. They're scoring one or two goals. Um, yes. So, you know, you watch other games and they're missing chances here and there against us. I feel like any time they shoot, it's like, oh, man, this is going in. So, uh, it om- yeah, it I feels like you're lucky that they don't score when they shoot. You know what I mean? Like, it's like somehow it's everything seems like it's finding the back of the net on a few attempts, yeah. only a few chances. Yeah. You know? yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The, the, because the you guys have at the end of the second. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, 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 go ahead. Play at the end of the second I half, say, right? I, I was saying, this, the play at the second half, I felt like we completely dominated. They don't even get into our box. And they have like a goal, uh, free kick in the, you know, out of nothing. That We have four players around Zlatan. He chests it down and just turns and volleys it, and it barely goes by the post. And I'm yep. like, I was shocked. I was like, wow, I'm surprised this one didn't go in like the, the <laughs> way these guys work. It's like they don't have anything the whole second half, and then all of a sudden they're going to shoot once and score, so... It was just, dude. It's I, weird when we play those guys. It, how it feels. It is. I'm shaking my head here talking to you because that's exactly how I felt. I, I couldn't yeah. believe it didn't go in. Really, at that point, it just like it, that would have been so inappropriately appropriate with the way these games have been going. But now, let me talk yeah. to you about something. You talked about Bob at halftime, but you guys have to take care of each other on the pitch, right? I know you can hear him screaming at you, of course, and you know Bob gives yeah. great direction. I see you over there a lot because you're at that right back spot. You're kind of his yeah. conduit, realistically. You know, you're like the coach on yeah. the field. Um, but what happens after Christian Pavone scores? Everybody's watching them celebrate, including me. I'm trying to broadcast how they're reacting. Obviously, Pavone puts them up three one just seconds after it was two one, and uh, literally yeah. they're running. It seems like they're. What are you guys doing at that point? Sixteen minutes in, what are the conversations going on before you guys kick off? Yeah, uh, you know, obviously because. Uh, in that first half, I'm the closest to Bob, so I get uh, a lot of the messages are going through me, and you know, for better or worse, I have to try to relay them to the to the guys next to me. Uh, but after that that third goal, you know, seconds after their second, uh, I think guys were a little deflated, and Bob was. I think he saw that, and he's just trying to get a little bit of motivation back into us and get a little life, um, and also just just take a deep breath. Um, I think the emotions of playing the Galaxy, you know, giving up two quick goals, I think it might have gotten to the guys, but I do kind of feel like we did take a a deep breath after that, and then we started making the right passes, taking the right number of touches, and playing uh, a little bit more of our football, and thankfully we were able to get that goal at the end of the second half, or end of the first half uh, through Latif. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think his message was just, guys, we're a good team, just play our football and um thankfully the the end of the first half and then the second half we played that way we are talking with steven Badishore here on the black and gold breakdown we know how important that is but we also know games go on and how you guys have played after tough games losses to colorado and vancouver a draw earlier in the year to the uh, chicago fire in a really drab game at bank of california stadium you guys have always 
picked it right back up and recovered. Even the loss against the uh, Galaxy the last time, that was the last time you had lost, and it still is the last time you've lost in MLS play, and it's been several games since where you've had impressive victories. This team obviously can rebound. You guys are veterans, you know, but is it because you have those bigger goals in mind that you just have to get right back at it? you still got work to do. Yeah, yeah, there's always uh, there's always work to be done. Uh, every game that we play, we're trying to improve and get better. Uh, so if we do have a bad loss or a bad result, in this case where, you know, we, we expect to win, we want to win, um, we just have to get back to, to working. You know, this week we're going to have a great uh, training, training week and get ready for Minnesota on Sunday. Um, and it's, it's going to be like every home game. You know, the, the fans are going to come out. They're going to want a good performance, and they're going to give us the energy like they always do at the Bank of California Stadium. But um, we're going to have to play our football. You know, we, I, I think, again, like I mentioned, those first 15 minutes or so, we were really forcing the issue too much. Um, and yeah. we just have to be calm and make the right passes and, and let the game come to us, and, uh, and we'll be all right. So, you know, I, I expect us to fully, fully turn it around for, for Sunday and uh, be back to the LAFC way. Steven, do you think you wear teams down physically? We've talked about this throughout the season. It looked like, and even Zlatan saying it, I'm not just asking you this question because he said he was tired after the game and didn't really play that well in the second half. Do you think you wear teams out with your style? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's We play this way every single week, whether it's home or away, and teams aren't necessarily prepared or ready for it and it, sure. it takes a toll on uh, the opponents and you know and that's and that's why i say in the first half i think we you know we had some careless turnovers where uh, we're kind of exposed if we turn the ball over in a silly manner and uh this way it's putting our center backs in really tough positions to to you know make an emergency play and you don't want to do that too often you know you only want a handful of times where you have to make a last ditch effort and uh, you know, in the first 15 minutes, we had that handful of time. So, uh, you know, when we play opponents, you have to, to realize it's a 90-minute game. It's not, uh, hey, you have to win this in the first 30. So uh, we have to be patient patient at times, and we have to make the right passes and, and keep the ball and get the opponents going side to side because, uh, in essence, what that's doing is it's going to tire them out and it's going to open up gaps in the middle of the field where we like to play. What do you feel like as a player, as a seasoned veteran, you're a real pro, you've been around the game, what do you feel about a guy like Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Just the whole package, the cockiness, the great player, all of it that comes with a guy like that. How do you really feel about a guy like that, Beta? Yeah, you know, obviously he's he's a world-class player. He's played in uh, some of the top clubs and some of the, the biggest countries uh, you know you could name them um whether it's italy or spain or wherever he's he's gone there and he's done that so uh he comes here and obviously he's got a big personality and um he likes to perform so when he does perform the <laughs> the personality comes out and i think the fans love it i think you know the the league loves the attention so um that's great for them obviously as as a a player you know he's you know, he's his opponent. You know, I want to. I want our team to beat him and their team as much as anyone else from uh, from LAFC. So, uh, you know, when he says what he does, it's obviously it's frustrating. But uh, the the best way to stop that is you got to beat him. So um, that's that's all you can really say about that. 
a fair answer, and I'll leave it at that because I think he's a punk. But uh, that's fine. I mean, he's also one of the best players, as you say, and he can back it up. So he's allowed to be. <laughs> that's the way it goes. We are talking with Stephen Betashore here on Black and Gold Breakdown. Beta, continued success. Uh, still a lot of work to be done because New York City FC will not allow you guys to clinch that to Porter Shield anytime too soon. The way they've been playing, there's a plenty of teams going at it. Next up is trying to win the Western Conference which might be a little bit closer at hand to get that number one seed. Continued success, buddy. Uh, keep up the great work. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. You bet. Steven Bader, the uh, back, the right back for LAFC, went the full 90 against LA Galaxy and is having another really outstanding season. By the way, if you look at the stats, and I don't have them in front of me. I should have brought my uh, notes from the last broadcast. Whenever Bader's in the starting lineup, yeah. It's uh, been pretty darn good for LAFC this season. I think he started something like 20 games and only one loss throughout those games, if my uh, memory served as I was doing the, all my stats getting ready for the last broadcast. Uh, yeah, he's been uh, very, very good in that right-back spot, of course, contributing mightily to the offense as well, oftentimes, for the black and gold. That is black and gold breakdown. we still got so much more to get to. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Of course, you can... Uh, if you missed any of that interview or if you ever missed some of the show, feel free to go uh, subscribe, rate, and review our podcast over at iTunes or at the ESPN Pod Center. Just look up Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. I really appreciate it. So much more to go. We also have a giveaway. Yeah, you like international soccer? Stay tuned. That is coming up next here on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Oh, we are rolling on here on ESPN LA 710, the home of the black and gold. I am Dave Denholm. I live on Twitter at Talk Soccer. If you want to hit me there, Instagram Dave underscore Denholm. And we, boy, we continue the conversation after the show each and every week. We also have a podcast. If you miss anything, if you missed any of that beta interview, which was fantastic with Stephen Betashore in Black and Gold Breakdown in the in the most recent segment earlier, check out the podcast. Go to uh, iTunes. Go to uh, ESPN Pod Center. Search for Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. We love it. You hear that all the time. It becomes white noise, but it is important. And I know people tell you that, but please, if you love the beautiful game here on ESPN LA 710, continue to do that. You, you know what? Because we love you, yeah, we're going to be uh, helping you out here. It's the Brazil Global Tour, right? Brazil taking on Peru at the Coliseum, LA Memorial Coliseum, all fixed up and all nice. Tuesday, September 10th, 7.30 p.m. Right now, caller number 7 and 10 at 877-710-ESPN. You're each going to win a pair of tickets. 877-710-3776. 877-710-ESPN. Callers number 7 and 10 for this game coming up Tuesday, September 10th at the uh, Memorial Coliseum. Or the Coliseum. Brazil and Peru. Callers number 7 and 10. They're flooding in. 877-710-ESPN. Each are going to win a pair of tickets. To that game, courtesy of our friends who are uh, bringing us the Brazil Global Tour. We really appreciate that as Brazil take on Peru in that match. You just never know what you're going to get here, right? What you do know about the Classico, LA Classico, is you're going to get a great game. And we saw it. 3 3 the final. For the neutral observer, it was ridiculously great. For us here in Los Angeles, both teams had a lot to like and a lot to not like. But let's just relive it a little bit, because if you're missing it on ESPN LA 710, well, here's what it sounds like oftentimes. 
It got started early, right? We don't even have a chance to settle into a match when these two teams play usually. Right from the jump, the Galaxy were all over LAFC in the second minute was Laton. Shelvick gets it out wide to Pavone with some space here near midfield. Back to Shelvick making the run. Right back to Pavone with a good pass. Cutting through some defense. Here comes Pavone with space. Laton makes the run into the area. Ibrahimovic goal! Into the second minute. Ibrahimovic scores to the near post. It's 1-0 LA Galaxy. What I took from that is Christian Pavone, right? The uh, guy they bring in on loan from Boca Juniors. Only played three matches coming into this one. He was ready to go right from the jump. You heard him cutting through the defense, getting the ball back from Jurgen Shelvick on a nice give-and-go. Zlatan makes a really well-timed diagonal run that Eddie Segura was a little late in getting back on defensively in terms of pulling up that line. And Zlatan's onside and then beats Tyler Miller to the near post. And just like that, it's before we can really get settled in, it's 1-0. So then you're wondering, well, how long is it going to take you know LAFC likes to respond. Excuse me. They're not, uh, you know, waiting usually too long, right? They like to respond, and they do in the 12th minute by uh, the man of the match for LAFC, Latif Blessing. Vela, back heel flick, not a beta short, still in the corner here. Back to Vela. Back to Beta. He's onside. Cross comes in from Beta towards the back of the six. Rossi header. Bingham gets a save. Latif knocks it in. It's a goal. LAFC has tied it in. Goal, Latif Blessing. Rossi headed it back across the six, and Latif knocked it home. Yeah, and that was really a great effort by Diego Rossi there. David Bingham got his hand on it and just could not steer it away from Blessing, who was really on a mission throughout this game. But that didn't last long. Three minutes later, it's again Ibrahimovic in the Galaxy in the 15th. Bingham going to send it long onto the near side here, looking for Pavone. That's an easy header for Beta. Up towards Blessing, but a little too far. Dos Santos knocks it down to Alvarez. He tries to chip it. Uh-oh. Zlatan is there in the air. Around the keeper and in. Goal. Zlatan Ibrahimovic as Walker Zimmerman missed the header. And it's 2-1 Galaxy. And when I said missed the header, the problem is Walker got just a piece of it which kept Ibrahimovic onside. He was clearly offside. We've all seen the highlights now in all likelihood. But because Walker gets just a couple of hairs on the ball, that means Ibrahimovic cannot be offside. By the way, that's kind of a dumb rule, right? Because Ibrahimovic, when the ball was kicked towards him, was clearly offside. But because Zimmerman makes a play on it, then he's kept onside. It's, kind of, it's not a dumb rule. It's just a hard it's just a, a hard rule. It's it's very harsh to the defender there, but that's just the way it goes. He was, you know, the, the play becomes onside, and Ibrahimovic made sure he capitalized. And seconds later, I'm talking before we can even think about 2-1, it becomes 3-1 through Pavone. Okay, thought about going wide. Said Pavone nearly knocks it away, and a twist gets it stolen away by Alvarez. What is Mark Anthony K doing? Alvarez, out wide here to an open Pavone. Zlatan's on the back post. Pavone. Takes it inside, cuts it in, the shot, goal! Christian Pavone beats Tyler Miller to the post. It's 3-1 Galaxy. And I mean, that was so fast, nobody knew what was happening. That was when the Galaxy faithful went crazy in the corner, as I talked about earlier. 3-1, things settled down there somewhat. LAFC really started to get into the game around the 20th, 25th minute. Feeling a little bit of the pressure of being down two goals. You knew they can't, you know, you can't get it all back at once. Get it back one at a time. And I kept saying to the broadcast, 
got to try to find a way to get that goal before halftime to change the game. Well, it was literally, well, not literally, almost the last play of the first half, the last action of the first half, and LAFC got exactly what we were wishing for. Through the center of the field to Segura. Two minutes to be added on. We're into it. Segura, short to Vela. Left-footed shot. Deflected. Latifah's open. Around the keeper. In! Goal! Latif blessing! His second of the match on the deflected shot. It was off the defender on the Vela shot. And Latif was waiting for it. And so he was onside. He wheels around to David Bingham. Not much Bingham could do there. And it's 3-2 and the whole thing changes for LAFC, right? A little bit of a weight is off. Now, you still got work to do. You can't give up another goal. We were talking a lot about that at halftime. It's just the, the next goal was going to be massive. Well, the next goal came very quickly, 53rd minute. And as usual, it's Carlos Vela doing the damage. Vayner wins it back quickly to Vela right along the edge of the area. Vela onto his left foot. Vela squaring it off now to K. 25 from goal. K back out to Vela. Inside, he's open. Vela, goal! Carlos Vela beats Bingham on the ground for the goal. It's 3-3. It's 27th of the season. And LAFC have tied it early in the second half. Of course, all of that uh, on the ESPN LA 710, the El Trafico calls there. You can always hear the games here on ESPN LA. And that was the final goal of the match. You know, that kind of sums it up. Mark Anthony K got an assist there. And remember what I was talking about earlier. There was a lot of good and a lot of ruggedness out of both teams. Some really poor play at times. Quite frankly, I think the guys who sum up this are Mark Anthony Kay and Eduardo de Tuesta. At times, they did not play very well. The passing was not good from either one of them. They have been spectacular throughout the 2019 season. They know it. You know it. I know it. I don't care if you're a Galaxy fan or a Sounders fan. You know Eduardo Tuesta and Mark Anthony Kay have been dynamic and have been really good. Like, some of the best players in the league, no doubt. Both of those guys. They did not look real good at times in this match. Passing was weak. Getting stolen too often. Really did not at times. And then at other times, they both look like they could play anywhere through stretches of time, including that play when Mark Anthony Kay set up Carlos Vela. That's what a Derby does. That's what El Clasico does, right? The LA Clasico does to people. Sometimes for stretches of 5-10 minutes a guy can look really bad because the other team is just all over them forcing turnovers, forcing bad passes and even if they're not forcing them they're in their head and then other times they look like they're world class for a stretch and both Atuesta and Kay sum that up I believe in this match. There were times when they looked absolutely unstoppable in going after the Galaxy in that second half especially, but even in, towards the late of the first half. Right? So for all, that's that's the beauty of these games. Is you got to be ready to go for 90 minutes because even if you're having a poor stretch, you better turn it around or you're going to get buried. And they did. LAFC turned this around and a big part of that was Mark Anthony Kay and was Eduardo Tuesta. Latif Blessing, the man of the match, not just for the two goals, he was ready from minute one to the 90th. And we'll talk more about that still to come. I am Dave Dunholm. You are listening to the home of LAFC. Oh, what a game it was. Stoppage time is next here on ESPN LA 710. Don't forget to hit me up on Twitter at Talk Soccer. We roll on here on Soccer Weekly. It is time for the LA Care Injury Report. At LA Care, our mission has always been to provide quality, affordable Healthcare coverage to all Angelinos. For more information, visit LACare.org today. LA Care for all of LA. The injury that really 
everybody's got their eyes and ears on throughout MLS and for LAFC most importantly is Carlos Vela coming off in the uh, roughly around the 60th minute Bob Bradley uh, didn't want to take any chances with the hamstring issue uh, Vela wasn't happy about that which is good you don't want your star player to be happy about being taken out that's fine but I also agree with Bob Bradley better to err on the side of caution there and get Brian Rodriguez in for his first few minutes rather than to really push Carlos Vela's hamstring. Uh, according to LAFC Vince, at LAFC Vince, Vince LaRosa, over at LAFC.com. Follow him on Twitter there for the very latest. Talking about how minor, it seemed like a minor injury, officially. They are going to keep an eye on it. There's no timetable for that. They're just going to keep giving it, giving him treatment. So don't know yet if he'll be able to go against Minnesota. That's a Sunday game, which you know is another day of rest added on. So it may not be the worst thing in the world. And we'll see. Certainly, I I know the staff is going to err on the side of caution, and rightfully so. Time now for everybody's favorite. It's stoppage time. It's stoppage time! Yeah, stoppage time! It's stoppage time! Right now! The great Mario Rees, the producer of this show, the producer of LAFC football here on ESPN LA, and the host of Stoppage Time joins us. Hello, Mario. Dave, another incredible chapter to that L.A. Derby. Uh. Is in the books. Wow, was sure it amazing. Was. Yes, I, it I got, was. I got to talk a little bit more about uh, LAFC's game changer, the black and gold energizer bunny, Latif Blessing. Uh, he deserves all the praise here. I mean, he came into the match with a little extra motivation after seeing those, in my opinion, those tacky Galaxy billboards yeah. around LAFC's Bank of California Stadium, especially the billboard of Zlatan that was uh, knocking down Latif. And Latif didn't yeah, like that's that. that's ridiculous. Latif talked about it after the game and talked about the extra motivation that he had with that billboard. Uh, this night, like, uh, the same thing you see, like, I see the billboard, I was so, like, mad to do that, you know, it's, like, respectful, you know, like, it's a game, game something to happen, but I don't pull, like, billboard, I think this game, I need to go all out, because uh, I feel disappointed, uh, my family, my friends are talking about, like, we saw billboard, like, I was say like, they send me the pictures, like, I feel sad, sometimes I feel sad, so, like, I feel like, this game, I need to go all out. Yeah, I'm with Latif. I was a little disappointed in those billboards and also some of the social media stuff that Galaxy put out. Little classes, in my opinion, Dave. What do you think? I know you've seen some of the stuff on social. I know you've seen the billboards. Uh, what do yeah, you got to aim higher. You know, you're, you you claimed it was no big deal this match for so long, right? The Galaxy's initial line from the club was essentially, "This game is just another game," right? You know, but now right. all of a sudden, you know, like it's just uh, finally it's caught up to them, and they're just a little behind. In that sense. So, I, yeah, a little tack. Look, here's the thing about the billboards is Zlatan Ibrahimovic did not outplay Latif Blessing on Sunday. They went toe-to-toe, right? So it worked for Latif. Good. It kind of backfired on the Galaxy, realistically. They should have won that match. But Latif Blessing gets two goals, and the LAFC are able to get the 3-3 after being down 3-1. So, in a sense, it wasn't a smart move for the Galaxy, realistically. But... I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon, Mario. That's why this rivalry is just so, fe- you know. Oh, yeah. It's fierce. I want to keep it fun. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, you got to be. It, they're still in the same league, too, Mario. You know what I mean? I know people exactly. don't like to hear that. Yeah. But they're in the same business. You know, they're in, MLS is single entity. And, yeah, you got to just be smarter than that, I think. And we're trying so, to build this. We still this... have a moratorium. We're still not talking to any Galaxy players here. The only <laughs> person we would talk to on that from that organization is Chris Klein, if he ever wants to come on. But 
No, we don't we don't believe in talking to anybody from the galaxy besides Chris if we want. It's still a moratorium and this doesn't help. Let's put it that way. And we're trying to build a yeah. classical here, right, Dave? And it's the games yeah. have been helping with that. The games have all been amazing, right? But yeah. I think the yep. social media posts on on the part of the galaxy had just been kind of classless, you know, and a little short-sighted. Yeah, a little a little too short-sighted there. So. And it's not a good example for your fans on how to, you know, be a part of the rivalry and have fun with this. Yep. I agree. Now you got to go out and beat them, though, if you're LAFC, right? We can of sit course. here and talk about it. Got to go get it done. And I, here's the bottom line. I want it in the playoffs. I would love it for be the Western Conference Final. That's what I want. That's the bottom line. I want these two teams to meet again this season. I don't want to have to wait. But the Galaxy are going to have to likely live up to that and try to get there. That's the problem. So we'll see what happens. Great stuff, as always, from Mario Reeds. Thanks so much, Thank Mario. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate that. Don't forget. Game against Minnesota United coming up on Sunday here on the home of the black and gold LAFC. This is Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710.